who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone welcome to episode 5 of the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas and with me is eric sanchez making weird noises before we started i just had to do a second take because he burped in the microphone. <laughs> Pulling back the curtain a little bit. I found this out. Uh, I guess I did. I just assumed one way or the other. But we do our show in one take. Yeah. It's never pause, edit. A lot of shows don't. Like even just regular fan podcasts, they pause, they stop, they go to the bathroom, they edit. I don't know. I guess we could. Like <laughs> I could pause it. Yeah. But we're one take. Red lights on, we go. Yeah. Well, and, and the... Rare opportunities I do have to go to the bathroom. Rare? Like a cocker spaniel. But I, I try to do it before and after. Okay, you hold it for the hour? You make it? Well, I don't hour. hold it. It's, it's I already went. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I have nothing to hold. <laughs> Great start to this week's show. If you want to follow mm-hmm. us on Twitter, guys, please do. We're at PPW Podcast. You can follow us there for all the fun tweets, interactions, pictures, uh, threads, tags, all that other fun stuff. We are Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. We are there. And if you want to support the show, head to whatamaneuver.net. Pick up the t-shirts we have available there, and those go to supporting pay for the server costs for the show. Also, if you're an iTunes user and want to leave a review, that'd be amazing because it helps more people see us when they go, when they search for wrestling podcasts. Yeah. We didn't have a show last week. We were a little busy. We went to StarCast, mm-hmm. and I went to All Out. Uh, initial StarCast thoughts for you, because you went this it year. Was, I felt like there was one-third of the people there, not sure. just the fans and, and paid attendees, but hosts, um, mm-hmm. the wrestlers. I didn't see a lot, like, walking around. A lot of tables weren't there, and yeah. meet and greets. I just, I don't know. I didn't I didn't like it. You know what? You, you did like the whole show. You didn't like seeing. I was the disappointed. Chaos. I was disappointed. It was, it was more fun when it was chaotic last year, like just all of the tables and just everybody trying to find out where they were going to go, and it just made it more exciting for me. Yeah, going there, I felt like I was already there. I'm, I'm used to the building. They didn't do the whole, you know, naming the rooms like box of gimmicks room and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And I don't know. It was just kind of just like another. It felt like a Wednesday to me. <laughs> like usually, you know, like you go to a store on a Saturday, it's like real busy like it was last year, and then it just felt like going to the same place on a Wednesday. Yeah, I think this year I kind of liked it being more chill because last year was so chaotic. But you said the day before was a lot busier. Apparently, yeah. So that Friday before was – because we it was open Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. We only went Saturday, and a lot of the talent was – at either all out or just left town, so they were there Friday. Yeah, there was a bunch of schedule changes. A lot of stuff was happening. So when we went there, even like the merch stand, it all packed up and went over to the Sears Center yeah. for all out. So that was kind of weird. They were selling Starcast 2018 shirts. Well, I was watching um, um, Being the Elite, and I saw a shirt that I wanted to get, and they were saying, "Oh, it's going to be at the Starcast. It's going to be at the all out event." And I'm like, "Well, I wanted that shirt, but they didn't have it there. It was the Super Kick Fiesta." Yeah. 
I thought that shirt was cool. Yeah, but, but it, it wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. There was some fun stuff there. Before mm-hmm. we get into some more details of what we did at StarCast, I want to give a special thank you to Jeff. He's at VerbalSozy37. He hooked me up because... So the night before StarCast, on Thursday night... Yeah. It's, it's or the night before... I guess it's all launched Thursday. I get an email at like almost midnight from Eventbrite StarCast saying, oh, we had a scheduling error with Mongo McMichael... He's actually going to be here Friday, not Saturday. I'm like, well, what the hell? So I had bought these two mini helmets to get him to sign. One's going to go to my dad as a present. So like, I tweeted StarCast, like, oh, thanks for the super awesome, like, advance notice. And kind of rolled my eyes. Like, it's there's nothing I do. Like, they're going to give me a refund. Okay, whatever. It sucked. Yeah. I wasn't going to cause, like, a big stink about it. And then Conrad replies, that's totally my bad. Sorry. <laughs> okay. But then Jeff reaches out to me. He's like, hey, I'm going on Friday. Is there anything I can do to help? And I was like, mm-hmm. huh. And I was like, where are you coming from? And he told me, I'm like, well, I'm, I can kind of meet you on the way there to hand you off these helmets. So I did. So thank you. Thank you to Jeff to that. He got me that Mongo helmet signed. And he also got himself a free photo with Mongo because of it. So I got threw up the four horsemen. So did you give him your package? Yep. Okay, cool. I just gave him the tickets. And, yeah, uh, I got you. I gave him the two helmets to sign. And it's very, very cool. And they, and they came out awesome. I'll show it to you. I don't know if you saw it earlier. But they, they came out pretty great. Mm-hmm. So thank you to Jeff. You can, again, follow him on Twitter at verbal s-o-z-e-37 he's a part of the fig lake community we talked to him a lot we kept running into him it was fun and he brought me a beer when we were waiting in line for stone coal or for cm punk yeah and you went outside during the cm punk line and we're talking to some guy and we'll talking wait. to some guy from uh, st louis and was and like i was confused because he was like complaining this thing cost money was he even there for the show or is he just there he, he i don't know he paid apparently he paid fifty dollars to take a, a i don't know some train not train but like uh Shuttle, mm-hmm. which I don't know, $50 for a shuttle. That sounds stupid. Yeah. But he paid $50 for a shuttle to be there, and then he got there, and he's walking around, and you had to have, um, just to just to go into the collector's corner section, yeah. which is the the main I, I guess that's one, one of the reasons to be there. Yeah. Other than that, you're just walking around doing nothing. Yeah. Um, but he said he had to pay for that. So that's a good thing we got our bracelets, because I think you said we didn't even need them last, last year. Last year we did, yeah. But I, well, when you walk in there, I guess they're looking at people that have bracelets. I, I'm going to take credit for the bracelets. Last year, like I, put, <laughs> I made a Reddit thread, be like, StarCast, what was good, what was bad? And my biggest thing I was mad about was the bracelets. Like, no yeah. one was checking at all. Yeah. You can go wherever, and Conrad replied to the thread. He was like, oh, I'm sorry to hear them and make sure this is better next time. And he did. So it made me feel a little bit better for dropping the 30 bucks on the bracelet. Yeah. We also ran into Jeff. So if I didn't tell you that that guy couldn't get in, would you still be like, oh, they weren't checking bracelets? I don't care. I mean, it's what it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then we ran we ran Jeff and Celeste from the Fully Posable podcast, and it was awesome always seeing Jeff. And you got to meet him. He was pumped to meet you. He's like, Eric. Yeah. He's like, Eric. He's like, oh, you're Eric. Like, Eric, because you're never with me at these things. Yeah, right. So I know, everyone like, knows me. No, it was me, great, to, great to meet him and, and I don't know, just kind of see him yeah other than hear up. him chat chat me up we chat yeah. each other up and we we're just talking with everyone line and he you could listen to the fully posable show this week for all of jeff's recap for all the stuff he got signed and everything too and, and that guy walked up behind us and wanted to know if this was the the line for somebody else that wasn't cm punk we're like raise scott hall or whatever yeah. i'm like we're not in line he's and he still stood there I'm yeah like, okay <laughs> yeah and then that one guy was he comes like the cm punk line starts moving because there was two sessions oh, yeah. morning and afternoon and we're talking with jeff and Celeste and who he was with just, you know, bullshit and talking. And all of a sudden this guy comes up, he goes, Oh, my friends are up there. I'm just it's like, like <laughs> I had to get out of line to go to the bathroom and I lost my spot. And I just I'm like, like, okay. Yeah, then I was like, You'll be all right. I kinda of shrug like, you <laughs> right. know, what do you want me to do? Massa where I just shrugged. Like, what do you want me to do about this? Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. 
So they went in. Again, listen to the Fully Posable podcast for all of the recaps. And listen to them every week because they're an awesome show to listen to for mm-hmm. wrestling figures, etc. Did you know that they're going to be on the Toys That Made Us? No, I didn't. So Jeff and Scott from the Fully Posable podcast filmed some stuff a while ago for the Toys That Made Us for the wrestling show. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. So a while back when this happened, uh, Toys That Made Us Season 3 got announced, this, people started the hashtag book fully posable. Mm-hmm. Enough people bugged the Toys That Made Us guys, they got to go there and they filmed segments for the show. So that's hope, awesome. Even if it's like five seconds, as long as they're on yeah. a little bit, that's very, very cool. Right. So it's it's awesome that they're going to be on there. The originals of the podcast, uh, fig- wrestling figure podcast movement community. Mm-hmm. They're the OGs of it. <laughs> so our star cast, we, get, we bought a few things. I bought... A Hulk Hogan Hasbro, the one where he's just in the trunks of the bandana, the last one before mm-hmm. the mail away. I, I, that was the one Hogan I needed. I bought a CM Punk shirt that had a couple stains on it, but I got them out, so I'm pretty pumped about that. Cool. I'm actually going to- Did you have, did you give it to your, your- No, I didn't. So I went to Target. So the, the, it's a white CM Punk shirt with the arrows. It says best since day one. And I, the stain had like a couple like yellow dots. It was probably either food or, or, or like marker or something looked like. Right. I just sprayed the crap out of it with a stain remover awesome. and, it, and just scrubbed it and it came off. And it's a white shirt. So I was like, well, even if this doesn't come off, let's put some bleach on it and it'll come off mm-hmm. anyway. So I might, I still might bleach it to get it extra clean because it's a little faded. Uh, funny enough, so someone at eBay had that shirt. Yeah. And no one was bidding on it, so I bid on it, and I got it for three bucks. <laughs> and that one's pretty much brand new yeah. when it gets here. So when they, when they arrive, I'm going to see which one's better. And you're going to send it back like, hey, this isn't no, what I wanted. No, that's that's a jerk move. That's a jerk move. Maybe I'll give it to you. Maybe I'll give the other one to you if you want it. Uh, yeah, I'd like it. You have the stain one <laughs> that I worked on. I know. On. You, you always give me the, uh, the, the, crappy, crappy, the yes. crappy half. And then I met the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. He was super cool. We talked to him a little bit about... Um, his heel work. I used to love how he would jump on the heels and mm-hmm. and he had his megaphone and he I had him sign my Heart Foundation tape and he goes, oh baby, this is amazing. So I think, and I, Jimmy, you look the same. He's like, oh, you're beautiful for saying that. I love you, baby. Talked to him for a little bit. Yeah. There's a few other people there. There was Greg the Hammer Valentine. He just looks pissed off in the corner. There yeah. was there uh, was Mo from Men on a Mission. Was that Mo? Or yeah. I thought that was no, it was Mo. Okay, just sad Mo or wh- whatever the uh, the hype man was. Was that Mo? Oscar. Oscar. Uh, Oscar, that's who was there. Yes. Oscar was there. And then... Because and he was smiling as I was like walking by. I thought he was just kind of like... Just a nice Like guy. Greg Valentine's handler or right. something. And then I'm looking at like a little sign that says Oscar for Men on a Mission. I'm like, oh, <laughs> hi. Uh, and then they had Hornswoggle was there. Rosemary, Courtney Rush was there. This is when we were there. There was more people there yeah. on different days. This is just who we saw. Scott Hall was there. And they. what's funny is they had a picture photo op with Scott Hall like, oh, climb the ladder. And it was like on the side of the ladder. They couldn't even turn around. It said property of Hyatt Regency Hotel. So yeah. whatever you're going to do there. Mick Foley was there. And we met CM Punk as well, which we'll talk about in a little bit because we both met him. We mm-hmm. smoothed the system a little bit to get you a free picture. <laughs> what are you going to do? And I think that was it. Anyone else do we see there? Just random merch. I bought a Cody Rhodes Funko Pop autograph. Yeah. And what was funny about that is I was joking with you. So the first, they've got them all over the place. And I've got the Young Bucks Funko, and I met Kenny Omega, and I'll get to that story too. The Young Bucks Funkos, I've got autographed, thanks to Mark Caruso. He got those signed for me a while ago at, at some festival or yeah. some convention. And I was like, oh, the Cody autograph, it wasn't going to work out timing-wise for me to meet him. So I was like, I'm just going to buy one. Well, I think you wanted to get an autograph with him, but it said something to do had something to do with Pharaoh, and you're like, well, that's not really what I right. want. Yeah, it was well. Basically, last year they had the meet and greet with Pharaoh, where I did it too, where all the thing went to pause, but it was just a picture, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I wanted the autograph, so the one Funko Pop was for seventy, and I go down the next aisle, it was sixty, 
And then I go to some person like behind him, like, how much is this? She goes, 50. And I was like, all right, I'll take it. And I gave the guy 40 bucks. He goes, thanks. <laughs> I was like, all right, I guess this is 40 bucks. So it was yep. a pretty good deal for me. Yeah, take it. Yeah, why not? Why not? You know? Yeah, I picked up an Ultimate Warrior shirt. The first table I went to, I asked him if he had it in a size large. And he's looking at it. He's got an extra large. He's got a medium. He's like, oh, I might have some more in the box back here. He pulls out like Huggies, you know, boxes. Because, you know, people like travel right. stuff. They just use whatever box they have at the house. And he's going through and he's opening up this envelope and this envelope and this envelope. No larges. I'm like, all right, well, what about the Randy Savage, Macho Man one, uh, Macho King? And he's like, uh, okay. He's like, he gives me a large. And I hold it up and it's crooked. I'm like, oh, I'm like, you got another one? Because this one's kind of offset to the left and it just won't look right when I wear it and I'm going to be mad. And he's like, oh, for sure. So he gives me another one. I'm like, yeah, this one's just as bad. And he's like, oh, I never even noticed that. Sure you did. Like a lot of people don't. Like I'll bring it up and other people's like, oh yeah, now I'm starting to do it. So he's like, well, I sell on eBay. Where do you live? And all this kind of stuff. So I'm taking his email information down just to be nice because I don't think I'm going to contact him after today, <laughs> after that day. <laughs> so I'm just taking it down, trying to make him feel good about it. And he wanted 20 bucks for him. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'll hit you up. And I walk over by you about maybe six, seven tables over. And there's one that says 15 on it. I'm like, shit, <laughs> what size is this? And it says large. I'm like, well, I'm going to buy it. Mm-hmm. So I bought that. And I also, from the same uh, vendor guy, he had some Hasbros that you got stuff from. And I got the mat- Macho Man with the uh, the green or the orange tights. The classic, and the, the great tan, the neck. Yep. Oh, yeah. And the, the double elbows. Yeah, double elbows. Did and you get the rockers? The rockers yeah. yeah. Like two for 20. I'm like, all right, that, that's cool. I think you got three for 15 or three for 20. Three right? for 20. Yeah, what the, a deal. The set was 15 or the rockers were 15. He was 10. Mm-hmm. And you're like, see if he'll do two for 20. I'm like, my man. He did. <laughs> so he did two for 20. He did. I almost, I almost stole that shirt because I didn't know who it belonged to because there were two vendors like back to back. And I was looking at one guy and he was like handling the money. And I'm like, I don't know if I should ask him because I don't know if he's the actual vendor. If yeah. he's just like buying something. And I was holding it, no one's saying anything. I'm kind of walking around with it. No one's even like looking at me. I'm like, well, I could just walk off with this. Uh-huh. But then I realized it was part of the other guy's stuff. And I'm like, that guy looks, he looks cool. He I'll, cut you a deal. You steal a shirt from him? Well, this is before he cut me a deal. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so I gave him more money after I, I gave him the 15, the good deal on the shirt. A nice, it, nice guy. Yeah. Nice guy. Would have been 20 at the other table. I'm like, this guy saved me five bucks. And then we met CM Punk, long line. And that wasn't because, I mean, there was a lot of people, but I've seen way more people from meet and greets. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a ton. It was, he was taking so much time with everybody, which was very cool. But like one guy was like showing him this brochure. I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing? Like showing him a timeshare or something yeah. like that. You got a couple of people <laughs> laughing at you. So yeah. So there was, uh, it was fun. Just like people watching and all that. Yeah. Like it didn't, we were in line total for, I think about two hours. Cause we got there before he started mm-hmm. and then he was late from his panel so then he came over and he was a nice guy. Talked to everybody. Oh, super nice guy. Hanging out with everyone. Seemed in a good mood. Yeah. Signed autographs and it was good stuff. You know, I had a little, I was just talking, I talked a little bit, like I had stuff I was going to say to him, but I was like, eh, just whatever. Like, I'm just, I'm going yeah. to say hi to him, introduce myself. I probably should have told you, but it was a last minute decision. You walked up and I'm yeah. like, well, I'm probably going to get away with this, with an autograph too. Maybe I'll get yeah. one of those so posters signed. Let's start. So it's from the beginning. So basically yeah. how it worked is. It was in the main room, right? And I had a ticket for an autograph and a picture, but you could have multiple people in the picture. So I scanned my ticket, and the guy goes, okay. And go, he's just taking the picture with me. The guy goes, okay. So we're walking through, and once we get up again, they're not checking again. Right. So your plan was to get your own picture with him. and Yeah, I, I should have told you You did, that. but you didn't. I, so. I know I didn't. I'm saying I should have told you, but it was like a last minute decision. I'm like, well, you're walking up, and no one, I, I was waiting to see if they were going to check your, check your thing. Yeah. 
and I should I really should have verbalized that. But you walked up, and I'm like, okay, they didn't check him. I'm going to hang back, yeah. and then I'll go up. And then you're like, come on, get over here. And I'm like, oh, shit. I said, where's Eric? And then CM Punk goes, come on, Eric. Yeah. So I go up, and I stand next to him. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I said, oh, I guess I'll do this. And I put my arms up like the X, like mm-hmm. he does. And he's like, I'll do anything you need me to do. And then he did it. And you're like, what? You didn't know what happened. <laughs> it's okay. What's funny, the picture, because he did that, like I put like, I like my arm around him. Yeah. Like it looks like he's like leaning towards me. He's like, who is this creep? I'm like, <laughs> and then this asshole, Eric, he tweets out a picture of me photoshopped out of the pink. You me told me to crop you out. He cropped me out of it. Just he's like, look at me and my friend see a bug. I did not say look at me. I'm, I'm cut off. And it's That's like, what it looks like, though. Like it's me like, and him are just having a good time on a, it's like a in, Saturday uh, afternoon. In Uncle Buck. Remember in Uncle Buck when he's babysitting and he opens up the frame and it unfolds? He's out of the picture? Yeah, that's, that's how you what, felt? That's how I felt like Uncle oh, Buck. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that's I how like you felt. Uncle Buck, man. Shoot. But then, but then I made up for it. I cropped me you, out. You also shamed me into changing my autograph. <laughs> I had to. So I had a picture, a poster of the TLC. I, uh, I saved you. You did. So here's the deal. So the TLC poster, <laughs> I ordered on eBay. And it was the one where he's like at the ice cream bar and it's the pay-per-view poster. But it was a reprint. I was like, that's fine. Yeah. And I and like when I first got it, it was in a tube. I opened up a glance at it. I'm like, okay, it's fine. Never really like looked looked at it. Yeah. And then I, I we take it out in line. You're like, <laughs> man, that's pixelated as hell. You don't want to get that autograph. It's low res. <laughs> so and you're I, like, what? I'm like, yeah. So I was looking at it. And the more I think about it, I'm like, ah. Damn it, you're right. But luckily, I you hit fr- that awesome. Yes, they have it framed up there. Yeah, the Starcast program, the LJN style CM right. Punk. It looks great framed. That's up That's way there. better. It is. It's really awesome. So. Even even if you had your shirt signed, that would have been awesome. Yeah, the shirt I bought would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Right, Start it over the stain. If you could. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it looked awesome. It's like stay away from the stain. I got to bleach that part out. Yeah. <laughs> and then we kind of took off. I went over to Starcast. I drove up with Jeff and Celeste, or I'm sorry, to All Out with Jeff and Celeste. Mm-hmm. It was a great show, a lot of fun. There was one thing that was annoying. So the guy that sold me my ticket showed up and he was like, Are you Steve? I was like, Yeah. He was like, Hey, I'm the guy that sold your ticket. I'm like, oh, cool, whatever. Like he sold it to me for a pretty fair price. I think the face mm-hmm. value was 90. I paid a little bit, I think like, like 112. That's not like, bad. So I'm like, This guy basically broke even because after fees and everything, yeah, right. he, he broke even. I'm like, and he had fine. to drive to meet you? Well, no, no. He he had a, he kept his ticket. He just sold oh, okay. his extras. So he was there sitting next to me. I got you. This guy was very annoying. He oh. uh, was trying to make comments the whole time and like, he kind of smelled, and I was trying to be nice to him. And after what if he's a, while, a new listener, I don't think I didn't mention the show. You had the, you had the shirt on. I though. did. Uh, I don't care. I don't want him as a listener. And Golly. He's and then he was like making comments like there. So there was a mm. the main event with Jericho and Hangman. The ref was a girl, and he was like, "I don't buy this for one second. It's like you do not believe a woman can hold a man back. I'm like, you don't buy that, but you just believe two guys had a fake fight and one went through a wheelbarrow. I'm like, just whatever. Yeah. So then I walked kind of, I kind of walked towards what well, during one of the tag matches towards like the box area. Like no one was really checking. So I watched a lot of the show from what was called the, I guess the ADA area, but there were seats there and there was no one in there. So I had like a little box with me and a few people cool. watching the show. I did go back into like the seats. And I wanted to be there for like the feel of it for the young bucks. Um, match it was the ladder match and the main event so I was mm-hmm. glad for that but I think the best you haven't seen the show full yet right I haven't okay I'll, I, I should be getting it this week I'll let you let you watch it okay it was a good show we'll recap it maybe in a couple maybe next week after you actually see it mm-hmm. and then Sunday I went down to Pro Wrestling Tees to meet Kenny Omega I brought Penny with me which was a lot of fun and Pro Wrestling Tees if you're ever doing a, if you're ever doing a signing again for another weekend they're very well organized they knew what they were doing because they sold two packages 
one was like a change the world package where you got a t-shirt and the front of the line privilege. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like front front, but you were ahead of a lot of people. And I was thinking to myself like, man, this is going to be a cluster. They're going to check in who had what. So I get there and they scan my ticket. The guy goes, oh, here's your wristband. You go to the front of this line. And everyone else is back. So that everyone go through, take your, everyone went through the line first. First there was a photo. And then you got back, went back in the line, but it was just like a big snake. So like everyone mm-hmm. was still in the same order of line for the autograph. The photo was really quick. Obviously, it's a pro photo. It's going to go quick. But Penny was very excited to meet him. And she was, she kind of, she just knows he was a wrestler. Yeah. And he was nice to her. He was like, hi, how are you? And like, he, we took our time and, and like Penny, I wanted her to put up the two sweet and she can, it just takes her a second. Yeah. So like the guy was like, the camera guy's trying to like take the picture and Omega's like, no, no, just give her a second to get it. And she got it. And poor Kenny looks so tired from the match before against Bach yeah. or Pac is what he's called. Apparently, apparently he's called Pac. I found that out this week. Then we get back in line. This is kind of a funny story. And Penny was like talking. We were joking. We were watching a little Netflix here and there on the phone, on, mm-hmm. the, on the outside. And it was a nice day. So it worked out being outside. And the handler comes out because they just, he, they just finished the pro photo ops. He comes and goes, hey, he's like, hey, Kenny's going to have something to eat. And then we're going to do the autographs. Okay. And the lady next to me is so pissed. She's like, well, tell him we want to eat too. We got to get out of here. She's <laughs> like, give the guy a break, man. Just sign for an hour and a half. And right. Do this. Get, let him have a sandwich. I, I just so pictured pissed. what she looked like. It's, I, it's not flattering. <laughs> she was not happy. <laughs> but it was funny. Uh, he signed my Funko Pop. Came mm-hmm. out fantastic. I got a new paint pen for everybody. It's actually a fabric paint pen meant for dark colors. It pops like crazy. It's a fantastic paint pen. So highly recommended to go to Michael's and get that. What's the brand? I don't know. I'll okay. tweet it out. <laughs> I'll tweet it out. I don't remember. I don't I mean I mean I could find it. <clears throat> Actually, that picture was really cute. She's doing the two sweet. Omega's doing that. Either he's putting up the one sweet yeah. or he's just like He's just doing know. the one, like yeah. the number one or whatever. But highly, highly recommend here, let me see. I can probably find out what the paint brand brand was here. Oh, well, that's okay. <laughs> you so don't care that much. <laughs> well, I mean you don't like dead air. Here it is. It is a oh, wow. Deco Fabric paint pen is what it's called. That Deco Fabric. Yes. Nice. I'm, I'm prepared here. I'm a professional. <laughs> okay. We're like 20 minutes into the show here. I haven't even talked about our main topic. That's okay. It is. It's not much to talk about. That's There's about a, 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, also, after All Out, uh, Jeff and Celeste invited me into like their mini meetup. Oh. Met up with a bunch of people. Got to meet up with Eric from the Doing the Favor podcast. And him and I are probably going to meet up again sometime over holiday weekend because he's from Columbus, where my wife's family's from. And oh, nice. I'm out there a lot. So super awesome to meet So you him. have some uh, a dude night when you go out and you're like, hey, I got a friend out here. They're like, that's weird. Like, I'm going to dip out. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to follow those guys that are doing the favor podcast. Make sure to follow those guys and check out their show. They do figure yeah. podcasts. They have a lot of fun. Eric and Barry every week have a show. Check them out. This week's show. So. So I was going to say Starcade. WCW. <laughs> see, not, if this was not a one-take show, we would edit that. We're one take. Yeah, one Do take. it live. WCW Bash at the Beach 1994. This took place on July 17th from the Orlando Arena in Orlando, Florida. Mm. This is Hulk Hogan's WCW Wrestling Pay-Per-View. In the main event versus Ric Flair for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. What inspired me for this show was Nate <laughs> Ringskirts at Ringskirts. Did you yeah. see he got a WCW Hulkster shirt framed no. up? So the one Hulk's wearing, not the, the one that uh, Dave Sullivan was wearing. Maybe <laughs> uh, that's the only match in the show I didn't like. So maybe, but he, I'm like, man, I remember that. And I started, I, and it brought me back to the time of when Hulk went to WCW and yeah. how like 
kind of weird it was like right. oh this is hogan i remember seeing like the the big parade for him down at disney yeah and he looks on- so small i'm like wow i'm like what happened to him no more roids brother yeah like i didn't put that together yeah when i was younger yeah so 94 <clears throat> i'm in fourth or fifth grade and i i somewhat moved on from being a hulkamaniac because he left yeah. wwf at 93 after king of the ring and when he was announced to be in wcw it was like oh okay well i guess we're gonna start watching because i had started watching night or sorry night a little bit mm-hmm. on tbs when they were at the disney studios and and all that and i knew who the guys were because of the clash of the champions and i remember right hogan first debuted in the clash of the champions to help sting or something like that that was the big deal but at this this is an interesting show because it's like a transition period from some guys in wcw that soon will be in wwf and some wwf guys that are all moving into wcw yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that, but initial overall thoughts of this show, because you texted me initially. <laughs> I, I was, well, I was, well, in we're going to read no, listen, the text. I'll, no, I'll, I'll explain it too. Well, let's read it. I was in a cranky, let's read it. I was in a cranky let's, mood yesterday and I'll just it. tell you like the so night hold before. On. What is this bullshit? <laughs> Where's the water surrounding this ring? I already hate this pay-per-view. So go, let's hear your content. <laughs> I, was in a, I was in a crappy mood yesterday Okay, and the night before. I was watching just YouTube and I started watching the Figure It Out podcast or the uh, YouTube channel. I mean, I watched a lot, but I was watching this one and he got the bash at the beach, like playset with the ring and the action figures and stuff. And it floats in the pool and the tub and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, that's pretty awesome. Like if I was a kid, I'd probably want that. So there was like Goldberg and Sting and DDP and this big... I don't know, just huge bash at the beach playset mm-hmm. with, with the ring. So he's in his pool, <laughs> like floating around, playing with them, showing off all the features of the ring and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, that's pretty fun. And I remember a match that was surrounded by water. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I bet all the, the bash of the beaches were like that. Because I wasn't like a huge pay-per-view to pay-per-view WCW fan. Like I didn't know like all the different things, but it seemed like that would make sense. Like Bash of the Beach would be floating, <laughs> you know, on water or something like that. So when I started watching this, it's like in an, are- in an arena. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> this is like a freaking Saturday night. <laughs> it was not. It was a huge event. This was a, so this. My pay- expectation to compared to what I saw was it, it felt minuscule. <laughs> <laughs> this pay-per-view was actually a really big success for WCW. Mm-hmm. So the buy rate for this pay-per-view for Bash of the Beach 94 was a 1.02 compared to the last pay-per-view the month before, Slamboree, a 0.48 and Springspan Stampede, a 0.53. So Hogan really brought the people to come oh, watch him. of course he did, yeah. And the fact that this was in Orlando was interesting for a couple of reasons. One, it's not like Hogan was never in Florida. Like, he's wrestled there. Yeah. He's from Tampa. But at the 94 time, in 1994, the Orlando Magic are like the biggest thing in basketball mm-hmm. because I think they were just in the finals. Were they 93, 94? Yes, they were. They got swept by the Rockets. But and Shaq was huge. Yes. It's yeah. a big deal. And like, you can tell why when he comes out. But the Orlando Arena's rock and the Magic mm-hmm. are like taking over the town. And this show starts off pretty great. We're going to get into the matches in a second. So, Well, just real quick, like I was still mad about this. And okay, I texted you and you're like, LOL, haha. And I'm like, that, that doesn't make me feel any better. So I'm watching this and I'm whatever going on. Then they got some guy, Darren Norwood, saying, I'm like, who is this loser? <laughs> He's singing the that. national anthem. I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> but as soon as the first match started, I, I, I kind of got a little 
I, I got eased into it. Okay. So I'm like, this is a pretty good match. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's funny, I'm watching this show, and last night I had to watch it, mm-hmm. and I do the laundry, and I've got my little VCR TV set up in there. Yeah. I was like, oh, I got the VHS. I popped in the Turner Home move VHS. There's a couple differences I, for during the beginning of the tape. One, they don't show the national anthem. Okay. Two, there's a really weird hype video before the show where they say Hulk Hogan is a five-time WWF champion. I was like, whoa. They said that in the WCW paper? Did they say that in the network too? Do you remember? I wasn't listening. Yeah, so they, he, they mentioned WWF champion versus okay. the WCW champion. Yeah, it was- I mean, uh, that just make that just, uh, that would sell it to me as a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, during your uh, guy that you hated giving the national anthem, yeah. they do a little pan in the front row. I don't know if you saw her, Linda Hogan is there in her yeah, 80s her. dress, and next to her is- Some star from Thunder and Paradise. It's his co-star. The, the, co-ho- the co-star of that show from Thunder and Paradise. Then we start off with Tony Schiavone, Bobby Heenan, and Mean Gene Oakland, just mm-hmm. at the announce desk, talking, hyping up the show, saying how big of a deal this is. They've got the Hogan guy behind them, dressed yeah. up. The Hogan guys <laughs> like to call him. And they kind of show a little bit of a recap. And on Saturday night, where Sting and Ric Flair were wrestling, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, some guy, supposed guy, attacks Sting. And then they're like, who is this man? And Hogan like realizes that it's sensational Sherry, but sensual Sherry, as they yeah. call her in WCW. Sensuous. With the worst costume they got. Looked like a dude. That they got from Five Below or something. <laughs> and it, the mustache, it just looks terrible. Mm-hmm. And Hogan gives her a, a huge atomic drop. and he had, he had no shame in beating her up. He never did. No, no. one did. With Warrior too. Warrior beat no. her up as well. It's just, I don't know. It was just weird. <laughs> so it, it gives you the reason of why this match is happening. Yeah, it does. Well, Hogan and Flair and Sting got hurt. Well, well, Sting got hurt because he was supposed to be in this title. The, the what U.S. Is, title. U.S. title. Is this U.S. title? Television? TV, TV title. TV yes, title. U.S. titles later. This is for the TV title. So Sting was mm-hmm. supposed to be there. He got hurt, replaced with Johnny B. Bad. So our opening matchup is going to be Lord William Regal with his, or no, Lord Stephen Regal, right? Stephen Regal with Sir William. With Sir William. Mm-hmm. And he faced Johnny B. Bad, a.k.a. Mark Merrow. Mark Morrow. Remember any injuries in WrestleMania 12? I loved uh, Mark Mar- or Johnny B. Bad back then. I thought it was cool. I knew I thought he was kind of gay, too, but then it didn't really matter because, I don't know, I just liked him. He was like, uh, what's that? That guy he looked like. Little Richard? Yeah, Little Richard. I'm like, all right, I can kind of see it. He's like Little Richard with muscles. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So Eric's Eric's description of rock and roll legend, singer of the America the Beautiful at WrestleMania 10. Oh, no, he sang the National Anthem. He sang something. WrestleMania 10. And he, Little Richard. Yeah. The, the rock and roll king of rock and roll. That's right. You don't you you recognize him as do do do. Well, I was trying to get his name because I had Johnny B. Bad, then I had Johnny B. Good, the song, and then I'm trying to get Little Richard. Get to, I was trying. My brain was trying to get to Little Richard. When I was a kid, and so watch, I love the confetti cannons. We'll get to I'm we'll saying. get the confetti cannons in a second. When I was a kid and watched Johnny B. Bad, I always thought he was wearing makeup. He was. Was he? Yeah, he had like a little rouge on and <laughs> a little rouge, <laughs> some little glitter on his face. <laughs> a little rouge. When he came over to WWF as Mark Merrill, did you recognize who it was right away? I did, and I wished it was Johnny B. Bad. <laughs> so the rumor is that Bruce Pritchard talks about this. That's who Vince wanted. He loved Johnny B. Bad, and he yeah. got Mark Merrill. He's like, I wanted Johnny B. Bad. <laughs> right. Yes. I was the, the same re- way. Record, Little Richard does sing America the Beautiful with the uh, Harlem Boys Choir before WrestleMania 10. This match starts off pretty hot-paced. Uh, Johnny B. Bad, again, the confetti cannon. He doesn't have one. 
Not he's two, got, not three. He's got four confetti cannons. That'd be perfect. Well, start to start off uh, Bash of the Beach. I, I would have su- had five. I suppose, but the, the problem is there's confetti the rest of the show, and like every time they roll around, there's confetti all yeah. over Regal. I don't know. I I didn't know who was going to win. I forgot who won this match. It's a ten it was Regal. Match. I know, but I know Regal won eventually. But when yeah. I was watching, I thought Johnny B. Bad won. So did I. And it was, I thought like, it was kind of shitty how Regal just like rolled him up and like pulled almost pulled his pants off, like <laughs> or his tights off. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. It was weird. He was cheating a little bit, yeah. and then he wins. And it was a good match. Not not a ton to say about it. I thought Regal made Johnny B. Bad look like a a million bucks like just all the reversals and the selling and all that kind of stuff i'm like this is a really good match it was and like you said regal wins with a roll up Mm -hmm. and goes from there and you think that's it for regal but no for some reason (laughs) there's a ceremony with antonio inoki Mm -hmm. wwe hall of famer a new japan star where they try to present him an award Mean Jeans in the ring, dignitaries, and all of a sudden Regal shows up and says, "He's I don't get an award. I'm distinguished. I have to defend this title all over the world. It was just very yeah. strange. Yeah. Next up, we have uh, Jesse. And then, Ven- he, then he just like, you know, took a powder. He's like, no, 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 I don't want to deal with you. Yeah. After and, Noki took his jacket off. Yeah, that's right. And they're like, oh, he took his jacket off. Like, oh, and, and the crowd went crazy for that. Did they, though? Yeah, they went loud. They got loud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they did, trust me. Uh, Maybe Je- on the version that I saw on the network. <laughs> Next up is Jesse the Body Ventura, and he's an announcer, and he's already disinterested. Like you yeah. can tell, he was only there because contractually obligated to, to to get paid, and he's oh. very shortly gone after this. I remember when he debuted in WCW at Super Bowl two. <laughs> I was pumped, but he was just didn't care yeah. about this at all. There was one segment before they were doing the transition. Uh, Bobby Heenan is like, "All right, well, I'm going to get out of here." Yeah, and uh, Tony Schiavone is like, "No, you stay here." He's like, "Okay, I'll stay right here." <laughs> Like Bobby didn't seem like he was into being there either. Uh, Bobby's got a bunch of one-liners throughout the show too. What did like, they? Oh, okay, I'll stay he here. said something about Mean Gene where uh-huh. like, Tony was like, "We've all got like an itch for this match." And he's like, "Except for Mean Gene, that's fleas." <laughs> and again, we've got WWF guys coming in. We've got Hacksaw Jim Duggan. We've got yeah. Mean Gene, Bobby Hogan, and they're all they're all coming over. Even Mister T. Uh, next matchup is a match you loved, and I did too. Vader takes on the Guardian, a.k.a. the Big Boss Man, a.k.a. Yeah. the Boss, a.k.a. Big Bubba Rogers, a.k.a. whatever else you want to call him. Yeah. When Harley Race is in Vader's corner, and Har- this is the Harley Race I remember as being Vader's manager. Yeah, me too. I and didn't know him as a wrestler. I just knew him as a manager. As Harley's manager yeah. or as Vader's manager. And starts off brawling right away. First off. Two big dudes, like, just going at it. Like, I loved it. First off, he'll never be the, the Guardian. He's always the Big Boss Man to yeah. me. And I got. I think they were trying to work in the the thing where he there, there used were, to be a, a cop or something, and he had a nightstick, and he was giving it up to be a guardian angel. Well, they took it away from him, but then the yeah. guardian angels came on Saturday night and like recruited him and said, "You're a part of the angels," and like you wore a beret. And okay, I have a note on here like during the match that white and red T-shirt looks like he works at a pizza shop or something yeah. like that, like Pizza Planet <laughs> from <laughs> Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, but they beat the hell out of each other here. Yeah, it's only seven minutes, but. They're Harley, both agile, man. I, I just loved how they moved. Harley Race is taking bumps. He takes a huge, I guess, like Ric Flair-style body press off the top rope. Yeah. Start of the match, Big Boss rips off Vader's mask, which is crazy. Because remember mm-hmm. a few years past this, there's a mask versus mask match, which made no sense with yeah. Kane versus Vader at Survivor Series. Vader's mask is basically a jock strap on his head. They go back and forth. Lots of big moves. Vader hits the moonsault a couple times, hits the Vader bomb, ends up... Uh, who is it? The the guardian gets disqualified. Yeah, that was, that was a big letdown. Yeah, 
And it's, maybe they just didn't want any guy to lose. I guess. I don't understand. It was what was the qualification? Over the top rope was no. It's because um, he got the like the uh, telescopic night night uh, yeah whatever yeah. that knee buster the baton, thing yeah yeah the baton <laughs> the knee buster the knee buster um yeah the uh, God I can't talk today the metallic the baton. stick the stick that's it. So he got it away from Vader. He's holding it. Ref turns around. He's like, "Oh, you got it. You're just you're out of here." He didn't even use it. Yeah, and throughout the show, we mentioned Linda Hogan's front row, and a lot mm-hmm. of times when celebrities are there, they put them opposite the camera side so you don't have to see them leave. Yeah. She stayed there the whole show. Her, her. And her and her kids and Hulk's co-star, good for them. They were having a damn good time. Linda got all dialed up. She put the dress on. Yep. You see them back in Tampa. Hulk's like, yo, Linda, dude, we got to go. We're going to be late. We're going to be late, dude. Damn it, Terry, I got to get my dress on. That's my impression of what happened. <laughs> oh, brother, brother. Brother and Jimmy Hart's got his bag. Come on, baby, we gotta go, baby. We gotta, gotta bag. Go. We gotta go, baby. Mister T's in the limo waiting for him, and Hulk's like, "Yo, yo, dude, it's gonna be a little while because Linda's gotta put her lipstick on, and she said I got she got the wrong color, so I'm gonna send Brutus to go get the lipstick from Brother CV, Brudai from CVS, and uh, it'll it'll just be a while, brother. Okay, baby, okay, baby. And Jimmy, what did Mister T say? He's just in the limo. Counting his gold chains. <laughs> so Hulk sits down, cracks open a Miller light, and puts on WrestleMania 7. There you go. <laughs> Didn't even happen. Oh, it did happen. Yeah, 91. <laughs> I guess. So he puts his feet up, watches WrestleMania 7, waits for Linda to get ready. Okay. All right, dude. It's hard. You know, the show doesn't start without the main event, brother. That's right. <laughs> Next up, we've got whatever my notes on here. Oh, they show like a weird pre show clips where it was like two radio hosts versus molly mcshane whoever that is yeah, she beats, they're called that. the sassy boys it's like they show clips there's like a pre-show there's no one in the arena yet it's like half empty more okay. than half empty and it's just uh, it's just local promotion they did with the radio show nothing crazy next up an amazing match one of austin's steve austin's best matches in wcw mm-hmm. steve austin united states champion faces ricky the Dra- dragon steamboat and Austin's just a workhorse in this match. Yes, like I, I could just see Stone Cold in him that whole match, like just the way he moves and, and his clotheslines and just his attitude too. I saw something on Twitter yesterday that made me laugh. It was a picture of Stunning Steve in left and Stone Cold on the right. And said, mm-hmm. "Does anyone ever notice how much Stunning Steve looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin?" <laughs> That's like the uh, the Rock and Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, <clears throat> I did like how Austin had in his trunks Dragon Slayer. So yeah, Seth Rollins stole Beast Slayer from him. And also, what I love was Stunning Steve's finisher, the stun gun. Yeah. I wish someone would get a good finisher to have. You can it hit is. out of nowhere. The stun gun is where you basically take someone up for for a spine buster, but have them but fall back so their like, the neck rope. lands on the top rope. Yeah. Think of like a big guy, like Strowman, getting some air on somebody. <laughs> oh, for sure. It'd be an awesome finisher. <laughs> Decapitating. And you could pretty much do it on anybody, too. And like if it's a big guy, it'd be like, oh, we got him up for the stun buster or the stun gun. And you don't gun. have to like turn him over or slam him. You just kind of pick him up and fall back. Could hit him out of nowhere. Yep. It'd be, it'd be good stuff. What I did notice is uh, Steamboat here. He does the top rope like The Undertaker did. I'm like, oh, you know, who did that first? Mm-hmm. But then then later on, he does the tombstone after they're going, like, flipping each other back and forth for a pile driver. Yeah. And then he drops him on his knees with a, um, the reverse pile driver. I'm like, yeah. that's the tombstone, so that's two moves. I don't know if he's watching Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> he's stealing moves. <laughs> yeah, he, he had to get fresh moves. He might have. He might have. But it, The match goes 20 minutes. It never yeah. really slows down. This was also during the time when it was still illegal for someone to be thrown over the top rope in WCW, yeah, which I right. hated, hated as a kid. It was so stupid. Yeah. Even looking back, it's stupid. 
And Austin goes to throw Steamboat over, but he does the old skin the cat where he holds the top rope and comes back over. And Heenan's like, oh, he should be uh, disqualified because he threw him over the top rope. And he's like, no, he shouldn't. Shivani's like, no, he shouldn't. The favorite part of this is how Austin wins. So he goes Mm -hmm. for the roll-up. Steamboat kicks out, but he puts his legs up on the top. The classic legs in the second rope. One, two, three. Retains the U.S. championship. Stunning Steve Austin remains your United States champion. And I, I loved when he, he he got out of the ring. He's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, did, I, did I hear him right? So I rewound it, and I hear the same thing again. I'm like, damn, that is Stone Cold. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Did you watch Raw last night with Stone Cold no. down there? Uh-uh. It was pretty entertaining. At least Austin's parts were. And okay. I guess the main event was good with the, the Four Horsewomen tag match. I'll have to watch that too. Yeah. The thing that I loved most about this match is just, I like all the stupid stuff, right? Yeah. So Ricky Steamboat comes out first and mm-hmm. the set is got this, like the entrance way for the bash of the beach, but there's also like these like silver streamers. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Through the curtain instead of a curtain. Right. So Steamboat's got that like torch that's on fire mm-hmm. and like, he's got to like ease his way through it, through it. So his <laughs> torch doesn't burn the entire set down. If you notice yeah. that, that was really funny. He's also got on like his dragon wings that he had for the dragon run briefly in WWF. Yeah. Mm-hmm. as made famous by the Hasbro <clears throat> figure. So I thought that was really funny too. Go out of your way to watch this match. It's 20 minutes. If you're going to watch one match on this show, would it be this one? Or would it be the main event? What do you think? You can watch, you can tell someone. You can watch both. But I'm telling you, you can only pick one. I'd watch this one okay, with so Austin and Steamboat. Me too. It's it's fantastic. I think it's on a couple of Austin's DVD sets as well. So definitely check this one out if you guys haven't yet. It's, it's something to see for sure. Next is the match that... Do I have any other notes in between matches? Oh, yeah. So back... Uh, what is it here? Oh, did I skip a match? I did. I skipped yeah, a match. The, so sorry. My bad. So I skipped a match. Uh, Terry Funk and Bunkhouse Buck with Colonel Robert Parker faced Dustin Rhodes and Arn Anderson. And I skipped it because this match, there was nothing really to go on with the match. Mm-hmm. But the angle was Arn Anderson turning on Dustin. Yeah. And Arn Anderson always turns. <clears throat> so you should know that. Well, I think from the history, Arn Anderson never liked Dusty. Right. So the fact that Dustin picked him as a tag partner, it was like, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you're you're going to be your, your, your one of your biggest rivals, kids, yes. so Dustin, tag partner. Dustin finally, the big story of the match is Dustin finally gets the tag for Arn. Arn comes in and hits him with a DDT. Mm-hmm. And then it, they beat the hell out of Dustin. They stomp his arm. Oh, I think he broke his arm. Yeah. I don't know. I, and I forgot Terry Funk was still a pretty active wrestler in 94, too. Terry Funk, Terry Funk is someone that always has looked old. He's never yeah. looked young. So he's Even always back old. then, I thought he was old. Right. So that's why he's never aged. He always just looks old. Mm-hmm. So this match is fine. But it's, I like Colonel Parker back then oh, in, the, hey, in the stud stable. Hey, Colonel Parker. Bunkhouse Buck. I like how, I don't know, just the way he would play up, you know, the southern southern whatever he is mm-hmm. and he i guess southern colonel <laughs> he would take his hat off and kind of fan his boys oh like, like oh my rest. baby oh my 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 oh my and ming is out there with just looking like a super like uh, suited up enforcer with his shades mm-hmm. it i liked it i didn't i was not a fan at all stud stable stud stable i think i even when i had my hasbros i made a stud stable did you i did i think i did who was it? Who did? Who was your? Uh, I don't remember. Robert Parker, one of the smoking guns. If you had, well, them. no, it, he wasn't like a. There was no Robert Parker. There was just like a, you know. You just called them the stud stable. Yeah. Okay. You know, like some, uh, like Four Horsemen or NWL, the Los Bariquas <laughs> back then, <laughs> the historic Los Bariquas. Yeah. Did you hate the Los Bariquas as a Mexican because they were Puerto Rican? No, I, I, I kind of. Uh, I wasn't sure what they were. I, di- I didn't know Los Bariquas was Puerto Rican. <laughs> you were just, did you have an LWO shirt? No. Do you want one? A little bit? No, I don't. 
Tattoo. No. <laughs> I just teach him. Speaking of tattoos. Yeah. $250 for that Hulk Hogan on my arm. At, at Starcast. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed cheap. Yeah. For the amount of detail it would require. Yeah. But there were people getting tattoos at Starcast. I felt bad for them. Really? Like, those aren't going to look good. No? I don't know. You never know. You never know. That's right. Anyway. Uh, after the Austin match, back in order now, we go mm-hmm. backstage to celebrate with Terry Funk, Bunkus Buck, Arnaz, and Colonel Robert Parker. What are they celebrating? That they just screwed over Dustin. Champagne. That they screwed over Dustin. There's ladies back there who they oh, yeah. hired that are just super awkward, just smiling yeah. with a champagne glass. I love how Arn always has his old man bifocals on after oh, a yeah. match so he can see. So yeah. it's like, yeah, he you're always bad. looked old too. Right. You're a badass, but you got your bifocals, Arn. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's slow down a little bit here. <laughs> Did you see his spine buster at all out? Arn's? Arn's? Yeah. No. Oh, I, so I'm sure it's awesome. It still is. So yeah. during the Cody Rhodes versus Sean Spears match, uh, Tully Blanchard's in the corner of Sean Spears and he's doing something to distract whatever, beating up Cody. Arn Anderson comes out. And DDT's Cody? No. He hit, <laughs> I, that's what I would have been. He hits the spine buster on Sean Spears. The oh, wow. place erupted. Yeah. It was, I that did, is really one of the best spine busters. It is the spine buster. Yeah. Like, I don't care what anybody The Rock says. comes a close second. Yeah. Oh, the he Rock's just pops good. back up to his feet. Yeah. The Rock's good. Triple H just sucks. Yeah. He, he, Triple H wants it to be as good as Arn's, but it's right. not. That's true. That was a little harsh. Doesn't suck. But it's not as good as Arn's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just a weird celebration, right? Like, what are mm-hmm. they doing celebrating next? Like, what are they celebrating? And I like as they're fading out of that scene to go back to the announcers, you could hear um, Mean Gene's like, ladies, you should be ashamed of yourselves for being here with this. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> he's, he's putting down the women. Yeah, he sure was. And next up, our next match after the Austin Steamboat match. The only match in the show I did not like. It was pretty wonderful. Paul Roma and Paul Orndorff versus Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan for the WCW Tag Team Championships. Dave Sullivan's in their corner. I, I kind of remember that angle. I remember Dave Sullivan like wearing this stuff. And I always thought Dave Sullivan was awkward. I never liked Kevin. I never liked Paul Orndorff. Remember we I, met Calvin Sullivan at last year at Starcast? He disappeared for like 45 minutes to take yeah. a phone call. Came back with a beer. <laughs> yeah. He probably went to go get four beers and had three of them down by the time he came back. <laughs> just, just to meet people. Probably. Maybe he's got anxiety. Maybe. Anyway. He signed, remember it took him like 45 minutes to figure out where I want him to sign the tape? Yeah. And then uh, Barbarian is like, he wants it here. It's like, he wants it with this pen. <laughs> Barbarian of all people. <laughs> who freaking, who freaking like, used a, like he was chiseling a stone to sign oh, his yeah. autograph. Like, right. made the pen drip, but it looks great because it's Barbarian. <laughs> it's a story. It is a story. It's a great story. So that match happened. Not much to talk about. I, I never liked Kevin Sullivan. I hated him. I think you're supposed to. He looked like a little troll. Yeah, I just didn't like him. Yeah. Like, it, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just like some real heat, like heat secret shit right there. Like, he's just <laughs> so disgusting and, and goofy looking that you hate him. Maybe, maybe. It's a 20-minute match. That's the other big problem yeah. with it. So we go to our main event here. This is only a six-match show. Oh, wait a second. I, I wanted to talk about Dustin. Okay. So he clotheslined one of the, the people that was not, I think it was Bunkhouse Buck, was not the legal man. Remember when Dustin was going back and forth and beating up uh, Funk and whatever? It's yeah. just like him just double teaming everybody sure. or beating everybody up. He clotheslined Bunkhouse Buck over the rope. I'm like, why is that not even mentioned that he's not maybe, disqualified? Maybe you're allowed to do that, but you're allowed to like throw them or flip them over. I guess. I don't know. I just thought it was weird. They're just talking about disqualifications over the top rope, and then mm-hmm. I saw Dustin clothesline him over. I'm like, well, and the referee, right in front of the referee. Yeah. We've got. So anyway. All right, let's get to the main event. 
Before we get to the main event, I was thinking about this when I was watching this show. Do you think Hogan, before the match, was nervous? Like his first WC? I think so. Because, you know, WWF was back of his hand. He's like, oh, <clears throat> he's in the back, like pacing. He's like, I don't know, dude. I don't know, dude. What if, what if Flair... What if Flair goes into business for himself, dude? Like freaking out. But I can't trust Flair, dude. But really, they, they do trust each yeah. other. I was wondering if he was nervous. This isn't a new crowd necessarily, but it's a new format a little bit. He's not used to the production, not used to the camera guys. Yeah. Not really feeling safe. I was wondering if he was nervous. I would be. I think he is. Yeah. I, I, I think they needed to surround a lot of people around this to make it to make Hogan as feel good as it was. Maybe make Hogan feel comfortable, familiar. That's yeah. why Mr. T was there. Got a Mr. T. You got Sensuous Sherry. You Bobby got, Heenan outside. Yeah, you got everything going on. Mean Gene post match to interview yeah. the champ. Brutus is out there. Yeah. Hacksaw Jim Duggan's out there at the end in the locker room to congratulate the Hulkster. Yeah. He's got his wife front row. <laughs> it's co star. But big, they get the big match entrances. Nick Baku comes out as the commissioner. Shaq comes out. I guess he's the enforcer instead of the ref. That's his job. Something like that. Bruce Buffer or Michael Michael Buffer. Buffer. Bruce Buffer's UFC guy. Mm-hmm. Michael Buffer does the Big Max announcements. Ric Flair comes out in that purple robe, which I believe you could have worn at StarCast for 20 bucks, or at WrestleCon. He's got Sensual Sherry with him. Sensuous. Sensuous. Hogan comes out to that classic WCW song. You got it queued up yet? No, maybe. Oh, you that's a what? shame. He comes out, like we were saying, to this just incredible guitar riff which sounds a little bit like the Kona Crush a little bit Shaka Bra <sighs> oh it almost sounds like it like Crush or like the no the like old like his old version I mean, that was a good tune. Like, for the time, like, that was a lot better than what he had in, in WWE. I remember when I, no. I remember when I, no. <laughs> I remember when this first came out and I heard it, I kept thinking, like, oh, this is just a different version of the real American. Yeah. Because it kind of is. It is. But I just it's, love it's that. It's close enough to where it's not a ripoff. That guitar is just great. Mm-hmm. That was a bad impression. Yeah, you're going to edit that out. No, no edits. One take. Brother. This match, and then Ric Flair and Hogan, they do the big, they get their big entrances. And for some reason, Buffer says after a three-year layoff for Hogan, I'm like, yeah. three-year layoff? He just wrestled June. Right. The, the announcers the were saying that too. That, They're like three years. Of what though? I don't but know. But was even like nothing even referenced that too. I don't know. Like WCW, he, like he, ignoring the last three years of Hogan to make it sound like he came out of... He nowhere took, to, <laughs> to fight Flair. He took a year off from WrestleMania 8 to 9, and then, yeah. he, and then he was off from June of 93 to now July of 94. That's a year. That's right. like three years. And then also, Buffer refers to him as 6'7 multiple times. Mm-hmm. Even when Hogan wins, he goes, the winner, 6'7, Hulk Hogan. See, He's, I didn't know what he said at the end, and I was going to rewind it because I, I didn't know what he said. Yeah, he said 6'7. Jeez, Why? Maybe because Hulk's, he's like, I'm, I'm trim now, dude. Trim. <laughs> you got to make me sound larger. Yeah, than, yeah larger, larger than life, life, brother. This match is weird because it's a typical Hogan match, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Because there's times where if it was a typical Hogan match, like when he does the Hulk up and he drops the leg, 
he's going to win. But Flair moves and he misses the leg drop. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh. And there's even a few times I noticed Linda in the front thinking it's the end because she's got her camera ready to take the picture of the finish. And then it, it doesn't happen. So that was pretty cool. They did something a little different. Yeah. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors this match. They're sharing her fearing. Mr. T gets involved. Oh, yeah. Mr. T's out there for some reason and all, with all of the gold chains. Sure. And it, well, he's got to handle Sherry. Sensuous? No. Yeah, sensual. I finally got it right. Sensual sharing. <laughs> I was going to say no, sensual. <laughs> sensual. Is, no, sensuous. Okay, either way, either way, she's involved a lot. Yeah. And there's also a point where Flair puts the figure four on Hogan, uh-huh. and then Hogan puts the world's worst figure four on he Ric did. Flair. I'm like, what is he? Oh, wait, that's that's ugly. <laughs> well, also- The way he puts it on, there's no like- I don't know. He's I'm got, trying to think. Hogan had surprisingly lanky legs here too. So yeah. they're like long and awkward. He doesn't know what uh-huh. to do with himself. And Even when he does a shoulder block, like a shoulder tackle type thing, like off the ropes, like he bounces, like he jumps up and bounces like he's not used to. Well, he, he's usually having like 100 pounds more of muscle on him where he just like that, a solid wall. And <laughs> the ropes in WSW are cable and the ring's a little bit smaller mm-hmm. too. So he's just kind of, again, Hogan's a little, yeah. he's feeling it out a little brother. He's a little it was a, It was a really fun match though. I liked it. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, I think because of how good Flair is and how good Hogan is, right? You said and you tweeted out like WWF robbed us of this match. He w- did, but but I don't think WWF would have surrounded this match with a Sherry, with a Mister T, with all the smoke and mirrors. Yeah, needed. with all of the other stuff that was going on because it wasn't just a match. Like there was a big, there was a lot of stuff going on with with this event, and there had to be too. And yeah, it didn't feel like a super long match. And again, like I said. It was this one's twenty one fifty four, and it felt like a Hogan match, but it didn't. They did mm-hmm. a lot of tricks. Flair was at his top of the game here. It was <laughs> awesome stuff. There was one part I remember. It was Sherry and Rick in the ring, and Hogan comes out of the corner and clotheslines Rick, and and also and tries to clothesline Sherry, but she's too far, so he ends, it looks like he slaps her out of the ring because <laughs> it's just they're not lined up where he needs them to be. So he gets he gets Flair pretty good, but she's too far away, and it's like. Slap. <laughs> what you, and I'm like, man, Sherry just takes it from Hogan all the time. <laughs> she does. Good for her. Yeah. When you watch Hogan in old WWF on the network or DVDs yeah. or tapes in the 80s and early 90s WWF, this like shtick doesn't seem weird or lame. It's like this is who Hogan is. Mm-hmm. He takes that exact same thing, brings it WCW, 94, 95. It just seems like even now the context of looking back, it looks bad. And I okay. can't figure out why that is because I do have hindsight and I do have nostalgia, but it's still like, mm, it isn't right. Like it doesn't, that Hogan do you doesn't think it was, fit. Do you think it was because it was a different feel to the company? I think it's because it was a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just joking. I think it was his t-shirt. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, and it, even I remember like it, when I heard it announced and I was a kid and Hogan was going and I was pumped. Mm-hmm. I was so ready for this. And even I watching was like, oh, it's not the same. I'm going to go watch over here. I got Bret Hart and I Shawn think Michael. because he didn't have, I don't know, it was just a whole new series of people that but, weren't like threats to him. In my opinion, I, I think what, WCW was like a little bit lower level. Yeah, for sure. And Hogan was just like, so he's like, he's better like, sure than you had guys. Sting. But he's, Flair, not, he's not wrestling Vader. Sting. I'm just saying those yeah. three, like I think those three were probably the big top three for me as far as who they were. Steiners were kind of coming up there. I know just they just weren't they were like minor league to me. Yeah, but but do you get what I'm saying? Like even looking back at it, you're like, this doesn't seem like yeah. it's not cool. But you always hated Hulkin. But like I could go back and watch 
WrestleMania six <laughs> and WrestleMania five and SummerSlam ninety one yeah. and like eighty nine and see that same shtick Hogan that he's doing sure. here and like sure. it's great. But I think ninety three Hogan, you know, with was that with Yoko? Yeah. Like I didn't I thought it was dead then. It was because we were ready to have Bret Hart as our champion. We had moved on. Hogan, you left us. Okay, we're good. <laughs> we're okay. You don't need to come back. Yeah, we're good, brother. Yeah. We're good. We're good. I don't know. But anyway, Hogan gets the win here after Flair hits him with, I used to think it was a comb. It basically was. They called it like an object where Flair's like fake plastic brass knucks yeah. around his neck. It's like a toothbrush handle. Yeah. And he gets the win, hits the leg drop, or after, sorry, after Flair hits him with the with the Nucks, mm-hmm. Hogan. You think it's over? He's he not. Did, uh, that bat, that, he just flops back? Yeah. Being knocked out? He like, is. oh, it's over. Yeah, it's over. But Hogan. then he starts to get his leg up at one and a half and like slowly like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like does the reverse worm to kick out. <laughs> yeah, but then he hulks up. Sure. Does the big boot, hits the leg yeah. drop, one, two, three, gets the championship. Shaq's there celebrating with him. All mm-hmm. of Orlando's going nuts. Yeah. Now, normal WWF pay-per-views, the show goes off the air. Not, Not here. One. They just keep talking, and they show Hogan backstage, and he's like, walk into his locker room. He sees Hacksaw. He's like, oh, it's Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, brother. Lean mean Hacksaw. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Goes in the back for the big celebration. Jeans goes back there to try to celebrate. Brutus is behind him somewhere. Bobby Heenan's all Brian Pillman's back there. Is he? Everyone, all the baby faces are there celebrating mm-hmm. with their new hero, Hulk Hogan. Show wraps up. What grade are you going to give Bash of the Beach 94? Give it a C. C? C plus. Really? Yeah. Man, I'm going much higher than that. Solid B plus for me. Okay. What was the best match of the show? Um, I really like the Austin Steamboat match. I'd put that the best one. I'd say yeah. I'd Wrestl- say wrestling and, and story and how they were going back and forth. And I don't know, just kind of seeing like little glimmers of Stone Cold and, and Stunning Steve. Yeah. I liked it. I mean, looking back. But just an entertainment value, and overall, I'd give it to Hogan and Flair. I was a big fan, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think the show overall was a lot of fun. I encourage people to go back and watch it. At least watch the two matches, Steamboat and Austin, and Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair for the title. Yeah, the two tag matches I didn't really like that much. Johnny B. Bad versus Regal, though? That was good. Very good. Yeah. Very good. So definitely, it's a six-match show. It flies through. I think the through. two tags bring it down for me. Okay. Well, if they, eh, I guess you can't. But you got to have ups and downs to start a pay per view, right? You do, but, but they, they got to be better than that. Yeah, that's gonna wrap up that show for us. I'm gonna give it a B plus. Eric gives it a C plus for letter grades for matches. I'm gonna give Hogan versus Flair also a B plus. I'd give it a B, and I'm gonna give Steamboat Austin an A minus. Same. Okay, so there you go. Two two fantastic matches over here. The <laughs> what do you, what do you give uh, B bad and Regal? C minus. No, C plus. C okay. plus. All right. Oh, I give it a B. It's pretty solid. You, I liked it. You just loved his rouge. Johnny B. No, no, rouge. I, <laughs> had nothing to do with the rouge. It was the it was the wrestling. Like I liked it. Yeah, I think maybe people have a sour opinion of Johnny B. Bad and Mark Merrill because of his run in WWF, but mm-hmm. his wild man run where he initially was Johnny B. Bad as the wild man, but then he got hurt and came back as a former boxer, which was kind of yeah. And then Sable got more over than him, so that was a huge thing yeah. as well. Oh well. Well, always out doing uh, inspirational at schools. Yeah, what's it called? Like you're a star or something? Maybe I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember seeing one and him telling his story. I'm like, oh, he's a good dude. Yeah, he still looks like he's wearing rouge. Yeah, kicking those eyebrows, or tre- eyebrows treated. Yeah, <laughs> or pulled back. We want to make sure, guys, you're taking out our favorite uh, podcast that we listen to and we're friends with. Uh, I mentioned earlier the Fully Posable podcast. 
Also, our friends at the Ringside Podcast just had their 100th episode, and they had an interview with Al Snow. Check it out, because Al Snow is so intense the entire interview. He's basically telling him, you don't like wrestling. No, you don't. You think you like it. You think you know why. Why do you like it? And they tell him, he's like, that's not why you like it. You're like, okay, I guess that's not why I like wrestling. <laughs> Check it out. It's a good interview. It's a couple hours, uh, Ringside Podcast. So Al Snow is being a prick? No, he's just being matter-of-fact. Like, okay. this is like how he things it is he's not being a jerk he's being matter of fact so daniel spencer the one host of the ringside podcast he's a referee down at ovw and al snow owns ovw okay so that's kind of why i think the partnership yeah. came into place and all that so that's the the interview uh friends at the our vantage point podcast for all your favorite retro wrestling needs the uh, breaker and bane power hour check them out and then also i met our friends at the doing the favor podcast all good stuff to check out for you guys to to listen Especially if you've got road trips, work, monotonous stuff to do, all good stuff. It's always fun to listen to people talk about wrestling. Yeah, as long as the audio is okay. Yeah. Well, I was telling you earlier, I watched the, uh, it's on WWE YouTube channel. It's yeah. uh, Kathy Kelly, and she's hosting something about great intercontinental champions. They got Randy Orton, who I think only won it once. Mm-hmm. Randy Orton, Christian, and The Miz. And just the way they're talking, what it means to them, and their first match, and who, like The Miz and uh, Christian... That was Miz's first title. He he won it off Christian, yeah. and Randy Orton or Christian won it off Randy Orton. It was there's a lot of fun stuff, just conversation. And then they kind of get off the track. Kind of like the table about, for three in the network, kind of, bit? but a little bit more loose. Okay, like they, they don't have to stick to the topic. And Kathy's just like giggling with her goofy laugh. Yeah, and they just talk about how they're getting older and they appreciate each other and you know you're so good at this and Miz is like oh you you don't give yourself enough credit and Randy's like well I don't know he's like no man you don't give yourself enough credit you're great I'm gonna have to so watch this it's now. fun I'm interested like, I really like it check that and out and I just I don't know I, I after that I just had just much better mood <laughs> as opposed to when I first told you about this show you started <laughs> yeah, watching this is bullshit <laughs> you're all mad. where's the water <laughs> that's the next year Bash the Beach 95 when they're actually on a beach yeah and then Shivani keeps saying the crowd's over 100,000 people. And they pan out. There's like 8,000 people <laughs> on the ring. So when I walked in your house today, I'm like, no, this is a bash at the beach. Because <laughs> you got Sting and Ming. Or what's, is this Ming? Yeah. Yeah. Sting and Ming. Yeah. I was thinking what his name was in WCW. <laughs> Ming Haku, whatever his shit name is. <laughs> on a beach. I'm like, yeah, this is a bash at the beach. You made me watch some arena stuff. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm sure the quality of match is in the... Uh, Orlando. Oh, Bash the Beach 95 is awful. It's so bad, but it's fun. Fun bad. Gotcha. It used to be fun bad. Anything else for you this week? The only other thing I was going to mention was I watched the Casino Royale buy-in. Yeah. Um, with all the, like, the women yeah. to get the number one contender. And as I'm watching it, like, Ny- Nyla Rose is, I don't know, I don't think she's good. No, and she, I don't think she's, she's taking everybody either. out and this and that. And I'm like, well, that's not even fair. You know, she's this. And I'm like thinking, I'm like, wrestling is not fair. I'm like, this is all predetermined. <laughs> anyway, so I'm rationalizing it in my head, uh-huh. like why I should not like her. And then I'm like, well, why shouldn't I like her? <laughs> like, this whole you, thing is fake anyway. a big pop for Mercedes Martinez when she came out? No, I did have a big pop for, um, well, Britt Baker coming down to the last two. Yeah. Eva Lise. Um, I don't know. I just liked everything. Yeah. Priscilla Kelly was in there. Uh, yeah. Tennille Dashwood was in there. Lots of... The the little Piper girl? Yeah. Uh, Teal. Te- Teal Piper. Yeah, okay. Marty yeah. Piper's daughter was in there. Yeah. I thought she should have gotten a little more time in there. But was, maybe she's not for, that experienced. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it because from where I was, it was kind of hard to see all the mm-hmm. stuff that was happening. We never saw when Brandy Rose got eliminated, so we were all kind of confused. It was, yeah. It was fine. It was a good show. And yeah. It was a good... I, I liked how they pulled so many different women from you know other organizations and stuff and people you knew, people that you, you should know. Yeah. 
and it was just fun to watch. And I, th- I think us going to those um, those rise shows yeah. helped out a little bit too. So I don't know. I kind of root for well, always the underdog, I guess, and mm-hmm. to see ones that we'll, came out like especially Britt Baker. We'll check out when the next rise is coming. We haven't gone in a while. Yeah. We'll check out when the next one's coming to town. We'll go see what they're up to. All right. I like it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for the follows on Twitter. Thanks for the downloads, the retweets, everything else. Appreciate anyone that's ever listened. And if you do like us, share it with a friend that you think may like ridiculous wrestling and stupid stuff that we talk about. Like my favorite spot in the entire Steamboat Austin match is when he almost lit the set on fire. When Steamboat (laughs) almost lit the set on fire. So that's the kind of stuff you'll get here on the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. And you can download us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your favorite podcast from. We are there. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next week.